0: The People's Pharmacy podcast is supported in part by Cocovia. Cocovia cocoflavanols support both cardiovascular health and cognitive function by promoting healthy blood flow, transporting oxygen and nutrients to vital organs and muscles, including your heart and brain.
1: Cocovia now comes in an even more concentrated formula. With 450 milligrams of cocoa flavanols, five times more than the leading dark chocolate bar and 15 times more than the leading cocoa powder.
0: CocoVia has a proprietary process that preserves cocoa flavanols at the highest levels, and the product undergoes rigorous testing at every stage, which allows them to guarantee the highest level of cocoa flavanols per serving and to provide the purest, highest quality product possible.
1: People's Pharmacy listeners can now try CocoaVia for 25% off by using the code People's 25 at cocavia.com. That's C O C O A V I A.com. Have your pharmacy bills been going up? Consumer Report says a lot of people are complaining about higher drug costs. This is The People's Pharmacy with Terry and Joe Graydon.
0: Drug companies can charge whatever they want for prescription medications. Economic laws of the free market don't work very well when it comes to drugs. Is there anything you can do to save money on your medicine?
1: Did you know that you can bargain with your pharmacist about the price of your prescriptions? Lisa Gill of Consumer Reports will tell you how to do it.
0: Are drugs from Canada more affordable?
1: Is it legal? Coming up on The People's Pharmacy, Share your own strategies for saving money on medicines.
0: Welcome to the People's Pharmacy. I'm Terry Graydon, I'm a medical anthropologist.
1: And I'm Joe Graydon, I'm a pharmacologist. Do you take any medications? If so, has the price changed? A lot of people are concerned that rising drug bills might make it hard for them to afford the medicines they need. Years
0: ago, insurance companies paid the full price of prescription medicines. Then copays were introduced. Insurance reimbursement systems had two or three tiers. A generic drug might have carried a copay of just a few dollars, a pricey brand name would have been in the top tier. And might have cost the patient thirty or forty dollars for a month's supply.
1: Now some insurance companies have a different formula for calculating copays. It can mean a lot more out of your pocket. And if your doctor prescribes a medicine that is not on the formulary, you may have to foot the whole bill yourself. To learn more about how you can save money on your medicines, we turn to Lisa Gill. She's a health and medicine investigative reporter for Consumer Reports. Her recent article on the shocking rise of prescription drug prices is in the January issue of the magazine.
0: Welcome back to The People's Pharmacy, Lisa Gill.
2: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Lisa, you
1: wrote this amazing article for the January 2020 Consumer Reports titled The Shocking Rise of Rx Drug Prices. And, of course, your timing was perfect, as usual, because starting the new year, most of the major pharmaceutical manufacturers have raised prices on <laughs> hundreds of medications. Did that surprise you?
2: No. You know, raising prescription drug prices at the beginning of the year happens commonly and actually that's that's the time of year that they do it and you know just to back up I'll tell you this story is the story of a career i have been waiting for 15 years to write this story because it's such a serious problem for americans and we really wanted to understand what is at the heart of these rising drug prices. Why does it actually happen? And, you know, when you dig a little deeper, you, you learn that it's not, it's not exactly the fault of where we always point the finger. Um, and that there were a lot of complex things going on in the background and that's, that lends itself to, you know, that those drug prices going up. I believe it's so fascinating. Most of them were just under the 10% mark. I don't know if you noticed that, but the very few of them were above 10%. Most of those big price increases were 9.9% <laughs> to somehow evade, you know, either state or federal regulators. If, but it's 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 not surprising and it's a little, you know, you just take a big sigh and you're like, oh, here we go again. You know, it doesn't, it's, the cycle doesn't stop.
0: Well, Lisa, Consumer Reports actually did a survey late last year of its readers and asked them about, the prices of drugs that they're taking. What did you find?
2: Well, you know, what What we really wanted to know was how much people were paying out of pocket. So we asked people, did the price that you paid at the pharmacy counter go up in the last 12 months? So it's hard, to, you know, we're not asking necessarily how much did the drug cost? You know, what's what's that list price? We don't expect consumers to know that. But we want to try to understand the experience people are having when they fill a prescription. And it's like one out of every four or five people said that at least one of their drug prices had gone up uh, when they went to go pay for it. And it's, you know, Even small amounts, $19, $20, was enough to stop people from filling prescriptions of medications that they always take, or even have to sort of rework household finances um, in order to actually pay for those drugs. And and just a gentle reminder, as you you well know, most Americans don't take one prescription drug. They take an average of about almost four and almost five if you're over the age of 65. Uh, So it extrapolated beyond that. We didn't ask about more than one price increase, but we... We have good reason to believe there's more than that.
0: Now, most people who work do have insurance. Does their insurance
2: cover their medications? <laughs> yes. So that's a. That we, we went into this story with that exact question. Why is it, with so many Americans covered, are we still seeing these reports of people who can't afford medication? And what we discovered is that even though people have insurance there are two factors at play that are just like it's hidden in the fine print. And one of them is that people have high deductible insurance plans, which actually maybe not so fine print. It's almost half of working Americans. So those are people under the age of 65 who get their insurance from their employer. And it used to be the case that, you know, this people had high deductible plans were maybe 4%, 5% of Americans. Now it's almost 44%. And and what that means, that's sort of industry jargon to describe this requirement that an individual or a family lays out a minimum of, a it's almost $1,200 out of pocket before any of your insurance benefits kick in. And here's the crazy part. That's a lot of money. But what we learned is that for working Americans, for a family, the average is not Twelve hundred or fifteen hundred. The average is closer to four thousand four hundred dollars before insurance will kick in. So, consumers are being required to pay an awful lot of money out of pocket just from the get go. And actually, at this time of year, January, as you know, when people get when their insurance uh, starts over again. So this is this is the biggest problem number. one. So this is the big
0: bite. And presumably people have these high deductible plans because otherwise their
2: premiums would be too high. That is exactly right. And that's exactly right. So there's a legitimate reason. You know, there's a a lot of companies have been trying. It's interesting. Even Fortune 500 companies had gone to sort of mandatory high deductible plans, but have actually backed off and tried to offer more. Options for employees. But you know, there there's a second component, and this this is the component that is truly hidden in the fine print. You don't realize it till it, you face this situation. So consumers are no longer covered with the really expensive medications in the way they used to be covered. So many more drugs are in something called this coinsurance, where they are required to pay a percentage of the drugs full. List price, so they're not paying ten dollars, twenty dollars, or forty. They're paying a hundred, two hundred, a thousand, and whoa, whoa, bear- whoa,
1: Lisa, wait a minute, a thousand dollars for a copay?
2: Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. We did a breakdown of a drug called Humira, and Humira is the number one advertised drug on television. It's a very important drug. It treats rheumatoid arthritis, and for the people for whom Humira works, it works really well. Well,
1: it's also (laughs) prescribed for psoriasis and and colitis. So, yeah, I mean, this is one of the most commonly prescribed drugs for these very difficult to treat conditions.
2: That's right. And what we saw is that if your insurance requires a 30% copay on Humira, you are on the hook for $1,552 per month. Oh my goodness, Whoa, per how month? does anybody afford that? They don't. And this is, the, this is the issue. So what happens is either consumers pony up that amount or they turn to manufacture coupons or other discount programs whenever possible. But that's not always possible. And I'd love to point out one other thing. Just five years ago, their out-of-pocket expense would have been something closer to $870. So the amount that they're required to pay because the price has nearly doubled has also doubled <laughs> or more than doubled it's a it's a crazy system this is the part where it it is shocking and and further and you not to put too fine a point on it but this is an important issue that most people don't understand the amount that 30% requirement that you're paying you're paying on the full list price you are not paying on the discounted list price or the discounted price that your insurance company gets nobody passes on the, the lowest possible price to you, if that makes sense. So you're paying it's like the sticker price of a car. You're paying a percentage of the full amount. It's hugely unfair.
0: It does seem really unfair because the insurance companies, they have a lot of clout and they get
2: to negotiate. That's We're right. not going to pay that much. You've got to give us a better price. And this is the part that I think you could use the word galling. <laughs> and, and if you think about a consumer paying monthly premiums, right, for their insurance, Hoping to get a benefit, and then all of a sudden get hit with huge bills, monthly bills for a drug that they should be they should be getting a negotiated rate for. Um, it's it's just hugely unfair. Well,
1: you know, one of the reasons that drug companies say that they were. Justified in raising you know hundreds of drug prices uh, with the start of the new year was because of the PBMs, pharmacy benefits managers, because of all of the rebates and the the pricing mess. We we only have a minute before the break, but can you tell us a little something about this convoluted pricing mess and the role of the middlemen in the U.S. pharmaceutical system?
2: I can tell you that there is currently one hundred sixty-six billion dollars of hidden. Money that is passed between PBM, pharmacy benefit manager, middlemen, drug companies, and other entities in the supply chain. This money has doubled in the last five years. It went from about eighty billion to to this one hundred sixty six billion dollars, and it's used by companies as a means to negotiate favorable placement on what's called a formulary by insurance you know, lingo, and that is to get sort of better terms with each insurance company that some of the drug companies are trying to do. It sounds like an illegal kickback, um, and actually in any, almost any other industry in healthcare, it is considered a kickback, except that Congress legalized it and Health and Human Services sort of you know made rules around it and allow this to happen. But this, these payments, these secret payments actually drive up that full list price. Uh, because companies, what they want to do is they want to show you a public facing list price. And then in the background are, are negotiating different discounts among different insurance companies, these so-called rebates, uh, where they pay out different amounts. So it's a, it's, it's a really hidden process. It's very hard to get at these numbers and it truly affects how much a drug is priced.
0: You're listening to Lisa Gill, health and medicine investigative reporter for Consumer Reports. She wrote about the shocking rise of prescription drug prices in the January issue of the magazine.
1: We invite you to join the conversation. Has your medicine gone up in price? How have you dealt with the high costs of prescription medicines? You can share your strategies by calling 888-472-3366. You can email us, radio at peoplespharmacy.com. That number again to share your story, 888 472 Sixty-six.
0: We are coming up on a break, and after the break, we'll get some suggestions on how we can afford our medications.
1: The first step is to talk with your doctor. If you ask, she might
0: know about some other ways to treat your problem that cost less. Sometimes non-prescription drugs work, and they're cheaper, or you might negotiate with the pharmacist. Tell us about your experience
1: saving money on your medicines. Our lines are open again at 888-472-3366. If the lines are full, send us an email, radio, at peoplespharmacy.com. The number again, 888-472-3366.
0: You're listening to The People's Pharmacy with Joe and Terry Graydon.
1: The People's Pharmacy podcast is sponsored in part by Kaya Biotics. K-A-Y-A Biotics offers the first probiotics which are both certified organic and hypoallergenic.
0: All Probiotics are produced in Germany under laboratory conditions with high-quality ingredients and under strict regulatory oversight. The three
1: available formulas are created for very specific purposes, such as strengthening the immune system, fighting yeast infections, and helping with weight loss.
0: To learn more about Kaya Biotics Probiotics and the important topic of gut health, you can visit their website... KayaBiotics.com That's K-A-Y-A Biotics.com Use the discount code PEOPLE for $10 off your first purchase.
1: Welcome back to The People's Pharmacy. I'm Joe Graydon.
0: And I'm Terry Graydon. The People's Pharmacy is brought to you in part by Verazana an analytical laboratory providing home health tests for hormones, gut health, and the microbiome. Online at V-E-R-I-S-A-N-A dot com.
1: And by Cocovia, maker of high-potency cocoflavanol supplements that support cognitive and cardiovascular health. More information at Cocovia.com.
0: Today, we're talking about the high cost of prescription drugs and what you can do about it. If you have had difficulties with a pricey prescription, we'd like to hear about it. We're especially interested in your successful tactics at finding a way to save money on your medications. Give us a call at 888-472-3366 or send us email radio at com. Our guest is
1: Lisa Gill, health and medication investigative reporter for Consumer Reports. Her recent article on the shocking rise of Rx drug prices is in the January issue of the magazine.
0: Lisa Gill, what can we do to be able to afford our medications?
2: Well, it seems obvious to say talk to your doctor, except they just don't always know the cost of medications right off the bat. However... We encourage all consumers to raise the question of cost. How much is this going to cost me, this new prescription that you're giving me? And if I can't afford it, is there another affordable option? Your doctor should be able, maybe with the help of his his or her staff, to look up your insurance, find out how well it's covered or not, and work out in the office if there's an alternative or what other options there may be. Well, you know,
1: Lisa, I've always found this to be astonishing. It'd be almost as if like you were going to put in new plumbing in your house, new fixtures in your kitchen and your bathroom. But instead of just going to the hardware store yourself to, pick out the ones you want and check the prices, you had to go to a plumbing doctor who is going to prescribe your plumbing fixtures for you, and then you ask the plumbing doctor, well, so how much will that faucet cost? I don't know. uh, Look at you like a deer in the headlamp. And and ah. you know
0: what we all do when we're going to, we go to Angie's List or something like that so that we'll be able to get the best contractor, the best price, and know how good the quality Quality is as well. But
1: your doctor, generally speaking, is clueless when it comes to the cost of your medicine. So what you should do is ask your doctor to
2: find out, right? Right. And not only that, ask, and this is this is the craziest part, ask if there's an over, and I know this sounds counterintuitive, ask if there's an over-the-counter alternative. And and I'm going to give you an example because this one is so, so incredible. But there's a bunch of these. There's a bunch of new drugs out on the market that basically combine two or more very common, over-the-counter medications. And one example is called Duexis. And we, we wrote about this. Duexis is just a combination of, get this, ibuprofen and famotidine. This is meant to treat and prevent ulcers. This drug is $2,600 when you go look it up on GoodRx. Because it's, a, it's a so-called branded drug. But we priced out both of these drugs over-the-counter without a prescription. You could buy a month's supply for about $19. I'm not a physician and I can't give medical advice, but I can say you as a consumer should raise the question, particularly if duexis is not covered at all in your insurance or not well covered. And there's a pretty good chance that it won't be because there are alternatives available. But it's a good example. It's just to show you that, you know, there's all sorts of, I would say, booby traps. These drugs that, uh, you know, have received FDA approval that are combinations of old meds that are really expensive. And, you know, people's insurance, just if it doesn't cover it, I mean, you should be given alternatives.
1: Lisa, you have talked to us in the past about negotiating your drug prices with your pharmacist, which sounds bizarre because people are sort of familiar with negotiating for cars, but they never think to negotiate for their medicine. Is that really possible?
2: It. it not only is it possible it's advisable um, particularly if your drug is not covered by your insurance or it's not well covered or you've just simply not met the deductible for the year and you're trying to get a better deal because the out-of-pocket expense is too high it is crazy this pricing scenario for drugs should not exist and that consumers should not have to do this and we call it a hack and here's here's what happens you go to the pharmacy counter with your prescription or they've called it in and you find out that the drug is really expensive, you ask them, what is your lowest possible price? And if that price doesn't, if you still can't afford it, you know, and affordability is relative. So what's affordable to me or you may not be affordable to, you know, one of our listeners. Your next step, we advise to check a couple of things. Go look at goodrx.com, also BlankHealth.com. These are two websites that, Offer free discounts off of the cash, basically the cash retail price of a drug in your area based on your zip code. Find out if you can get a coupon. A lot of times pharmacists will actually step in on your behalf and look for you. Those coupons can save, particularly on generic drugs, I mean boatloads of money. We have done numerous secret shopper efforts and found things like generic Lipitor, a Torvastatin, priced $14 or $15 at a nearby Costco no coupon required. If you didn't use a coupon and went to a CVS or a Walgreens nearby, you could pay nearly 10 times that amount. Wow. It's just, it's, it's, this is a whole nother story. This is hopefully my next story talking about why there are such insane discrepancies between the listed cash price for a consumer. The the main thing is to ask, is there a lower price? Is this the lowest possible price that you had that you can offer? Our secret shoppers, when they ask that question, sometimes it sort of jars a pharmacist and it's thinking, well, oh yeah, this drug is on our $4 list. Uh, you don't even need insurance at all. Or I've seen a coupon for this. Let me try to help you get a lower price. It's worth asking. And it's some independent pharmacies and you know, I can't speak for all of them or even specific ones, but we know from anecdotes that indep- independent pharmacy owners may be more willing to negotiate with you if, you know, particularly to keep all of your business if they, and they might be able to price match and it's it's just worth having that conversation you just you you never know and it's a, it's a this is a artifact of like a bizarre pricing system uh, that prescription drugs face
0: and you need to ask lisa gill thank you so much for talking with us on the people's pharmacy today thank you you've been listening to lisa gill health and medicine investigative reporter for consumer reports she wrote about the shocking rise of prescription drug prices in the January issue of the magazine, if you don't have it on your coffee table and can't find it at the newsstand, you will find a link to it from PeoplesPharmacy.com. And
1: we invite you to join the conversation. Have you experienced a rise in drug prices? Has your bill for Humira, Eloquis, Jardiance, Spireva, or Chantix gone up over the last year? Have high prices ever stopped you from taking a medicine? Have you ever negotiated with a pharmacist about the price of your prescription? Have you ever asked your doctor, How much will this medicine cost me? Please share your story. Our lines are open at 888-472-3366. You can email us radio at peoplespharmacy.com. The number again eight 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 four seven two thirty three sixty six. 888-472-3366.
0: And we go to Ahoski, North Carolina, where Dr. Charles has some tips on how to save money. Welcome to the People's Pharmacy, Dr. Charles.
3: Hi. Um, I'm a primary care general internist out here that faces the issue with patients of uh, getting them low-cost meds. And I'd like to point out the benefit of the 340B program in doing that. The 340B program is a program sponsored by pharma in which they greatly discount uh, the cost of medicines to people with uh, less than 200% of poverty-level income. It is a program that has to currently be administered through community health centers uh, from an outpatient point of view. But I believe that it's a, it's a program that could be... Uh, uh, part of all of uh, uh, ambulatory care, uh, since uh, all patients uh, would benefit by it uh, in that way. It is sponsored by pharma. I believe if there was an uprising, uh, so to speak, of the populace in general, and saying to the politicians, we demand that the 340B program be applied to all outpatients in the United States who have an income less than 200% of poverty level income. And that would not cover everybody that really needs help uh, with these high-cost medicines. But at least for the people who uh, don't have hardly any money at all, it would greatly help them, for instance, uh, afford things like Anglaiza for uh, uh, diabetes, which can be supplemented, by the way, by over-the-counters that greatly decrease insulin resistance. So it would be possible to uh, uh, treat uh, things like diabetes much cheaper if we could get, uh, for instance, as an example, on Glyza at a cost of about $5 versus $500 a month.
0: That is a big difference. Dr. Charles, thanks so much for that recommendation.
1: And we welcome you to join the conversation. Again, the number 888-472-3366. Here's an email from Pat. Pat says, I have used Advair Discus for many years. When it went generic, my health insurance company, Cigna, refused to pay for the brand. In the past, I'd tried other inhalers for my COPD, like Brio or Simbacort, but they didn't work as well. When I tried the generic, it made my narrow-angle glaucoma worse. I appealed to Cigna, and they approved the Advair. I took the letter from Cigna to my pharmacy when I filled the prescription. Then the pharmacist called me back and told me that the copay, which used to be $25, is now $280. I've thought about contacting the company to get help with this cost, but I don't know if it's going to be worth all that effort.
0: Well, that's a question, and it is definitely something that you should uh, contemplate and, and make the judgment. Will it be worthwhile to ask the company for assistance? Because the companies do have patient assistance programs. They're they're designed for people who at a at a certain level of Low income. Low income, exactly. So, Joe, we've got another email here from Dr. Lisa in Sarasota, Florida. She says, I just tried to get two prescriptions filled for my daughter. She's been on them for two years. Creon is $600. And she has a new medicine, Lamictal. It's now $700 wow. for non-generic. The generic, though, is uh dollars And she says other patients, cancer patients, have had to make hard decisions between taking their medicines or eating, especially if they're in HMO Medicare plans. Harsh reality.
1: Well, you know, this brings up the whole question of the quality of generic drugs. Now, the Food and Drug Administration basically says, hey, if we've approved a generic drug, it's fine. Why would you spend hundreds of dollars for a brand name when a $5 generic works just as well. And Terry, I think a lot of people have said, yes, FDA, but what if the generic doesn't work just as well? Uh, we broke the story several years ago about Wellbutrin, an antidepressant, Wellbutrin XL300, that was switched to a branded generic called Budeprion XL300, Bupropion, and we kept telling the FDA, hey, it's not working. People well, are writing to us.
0: People were writing to us and calling us and leaving us messages and saying, you know, th- I'm having big trouble with this antidepressant drug.
1: And the FDA said, it's all in their
0: head. Of course, being an antidepressant. But we were, pr- you <laughs> were so persistent. They eventually did some studies and they found, ah, it actually is not actually working the same as the brand name drug. The absorption was quite different because it was formulated differently.
1: Right. And the FDA then required the recall of uh, a couple of generic bupropion products because they weren't as effective. We'll talk in a bit about buying drugs from Canada. Have you ever done that? Is it illegal? Well, let's find out. But first, back to the phones. Where are we going now, Terry? We're
0: going to Hornell, New York and talking to Suzanne. Welcome to the People's Pharmacy, Suzanne. What's your comment or question?
4: Hello. Being you're on the money part of it, I have a question. I, my body does not tolerate any oral meds, especially NSAIDs. I take a prescription cream, insurance, and I've done it for several years. I'm very elderly and I works and I have to alternate it. It's so expensive. My pharmacist now makes it up for me, and it has three ingredients, but it works very well. Why doesn't insurance pay anything, even part of prescription creams?
0: That is a really an excellent question, Suzanne, and I think it has to do with that formulary issue that Lisa Gill was talking about earlier. If you don't, if it Suzanne's medicine is being made by a local compounding pharmacist. They don't have the clout to do the lobbying to get it on the insurance company formulary.
1: Precisely. And what we have discovered is that when a pharmacist compounds a product like the one that you're taking, Suzanne, because it is, in fact, a cream – That it's probably not going to be on the insurance company formulary, which means that you are basically, hate to say this, out of luck. It's out of pocket and um, it can be hundreds of dollars for some compounded products. So uh, we do not have a good answer for that very important question because a lot of people do go to compounding pharmacies for a variety of products, especially the topical products, the creams.
0: Richard has an answer for creams, but it won't work for most other people. He says, having lived in France for many years, I got my special cream for my face from France because it was five to ten times cheaper than the price you pay here for the same quantity of prescription cream. Example, Phenetia cream in France was 28 euros, about 30 to 33 dollars. Here it is six times that amount. I told my doctor, who told me to change the composition of the cream just slightly, and that way I could get it from a private agency at a quarter of the price. And uh, he goes on to say that uh, this has been a problem for a long time. It's not just one political administration. No,
1: and I think this drug is for rosacea. That's correct. And, um, you know, the, the FDA frowns not just frowns. They say it's illegal to import drugs, for example, from Canada. And Terry, I I find this rather hypocritical because right now the administration is sort of recommending that states be allowed to import drugs from Canada for their Medicare, their Medicaid, and their state employees. So if it's okay for a state to import medicines from Canada, why is it not okay for individuals
0: that's a really good question um and i wish we had a really good answer
1: let's go back to the phones uh oh yeah we're almost out of time uh before we go back to the phones we are talking about the high cost of prescription medicines today on the people's pharmacy
0: and you can join us in our conversation at 888-472-3366 and coming up we'll talk more about ordering your prescriptions from Canada you know generic
1: drugs are a lot less expensive than their brand name counterparts but is the quality up to snuff
0: and that is a big question well we can't answer it today it would require a lot more a lot more research California is thinking about setting up its own generic drug company and there is a consortium of healthcare systems with about 1,200 hospitals that have already done so. It's called Civica RX. How do these systems work?
1: Our lines are open. You can give us a call. 888 472 3366. Our lines are full. You can email us. Radio at peoplespharmacy.com.
0: You're listening to The People's Pharmacy with Joe and Terry Graydon. This People's Pharmacy podcast is brought to you in part by Verizona.com.
1: Verizona Lab offers home health tests that allow you to monitor your hormones and health conditions. You can take control of the quantitative assessment of your health and learn about male and female hormone balance, the stress hormone cortisol, leaky gut, gluten intolerance, or your gut microbiome.
0: Take a more active role in tracking your health and take 20% off your first order of a mail-in testing opportunity with the discount code PEOPLE. That's P-E-O-P-L-E, all uppercase. To learn more, go to Verizana.com. That's V-E-R-I-S-A-N-A dot com. Welcome back to The People's Pharmacy. I'm Terry Graydon. And I'm Joe Graydon. The People's Pharmacy is
1: brought to you in part by Coco Via, offering plant based nutrients in the form of coco flavanols for brain and heart health. Online at cocovia.com.
0: And by Kaya Biotics. Probiotic products made in Germany from certified organic ingredients. KAYABiotics.com.
1: Today, our topic is how can you save money on medicines? What tactics have you found most helpful? Have you used over the counters instead of prescription drugs? And what about generic rather than brand name medications?
0: We go to Orangeburg, South Carolina. Welcome to the People's Pharmacy, Vera. Hello. Hi, Vera.
4: Hi. Thank you for having me. So I just have a comment. Uh, I was prescribed a frovatriptan medication for my migraine headaches. Uh, uh-huh. I've been taking that for many years. And uh, it was only, I was only paying $8 copay uh, for this drug uh, for a long, long time. And it was covered by uh, Blue Choice. And then my employer switched to uh United Healthcare and uh I was um surprised because my copay became sixty dollars uh per uh, four pills for just thirty days. And the last year uh the drug uh went to a different tier and I was ended up paying hundred and twenty dollars for four pills for thirty days. So uh, that pushed me to change my medication and try something different. And uh, now I'm on a uh, different medication for my migraines.
1: Is it working?
4: Uh, it's working. I was a little hesitant because I was on the frova for uh, many years, and uh, uh, this drug uh, is is different. It has uh, it may have different side effects, uh, which I don't uh, know yet because it's been uh, it's not long enough. Uh, for me taking it, but yes, it's been working for me.
1: Okay, well, that is a dramatic price rise, and that shows how important it is to check when there's an insurance change, because sometimes one company has a special deal with one other drug company, and then when that disappears, all of a sudden you're stuck with like $80 for four pills or $120, which is just about unbelievable.
0: Uh, but Vera was able to talk to her doctor, and the doctor prescribed a different medication that is working.
1: 888 472 3366 is the number to call if you'd like to join our conversation. Tell us your story. How have you been dealing with the high cost of prescription drugs? 888 472 3366. Or email us, radio at peoplespharmacy.com.
0: And we go to Roanoke, Virginia. George, welcome to the People's Pharmacy.
5: Hello.
1: What's up, George?
5: Uh, Just a comment. um, The high cost, the $1,000 copay, which is simply ridiculous, raises the question of possibly some sort of governmental control on these prices. Such as when a drug comes to market, considered by the FDA, price, uh, cost, and pricing should be a consideration. Well, George, Uh, they actually do that in some other countries. There's no reason why you can order a drug from Canada for a much cheaper price. It should be much cheaper at the place of origin, which is frequently in the United States. That is one consideration. Another thing, when it comes to pricing at a pharmacy, I have difficulty shopping from one pharmacy to another. They resist quoting a price until they, quote, put it through the process, the primary care, the second, I mean, the primary pay uh, the, and the secondary co-insurance, et cetera. Uh, so that should be facilitated better. So
0: anyway. George, that is absolutely the case. It used to be that you could do comparative price shopping, and we used to recommend that that you would ask every pharmacy in your area what is your price on this drug? Now, the way to do that is through one of these online services like GoodRx.com or um, BlinkHealth.com, because they get the information that's going to be hard for you to get.
1: You know, Terry, this, this does bring up the whole issue of Canada. And, you know, it, it turns out that Canada usually, and, and you know, you can't say this is true for every drug, but usually Canada pays much less for pharmaceuticals, about 56% less. Now, that compares to only 4% less for non-pharmaceutical products like groceries. So in Canada, the the government is kind of involved in the process, and they help control prices, sort of like George was suggesting. Now, Is it legal for Americans to buy from Canada? And the answer is no, absolutely not. The Food and Drug Administration says it is illegal. You can't do it. Don't do it.
0: With some very tiny exceptions.
1: Yeah, but for the most part, they're not arresting grandmothers at the border who are going to Canada to buy their blood pressure pills.
0: But most people who are buying from Canada aren't actually going there physically.
1: No, they're doing it online. The problem, of course, is, is it really a Canadian pharmacy? Because online, you could say you're a Canadian pharmacy, but you could be in Vanuatu or Fiji. Gee, Joe,
0: online, nobody knows you're a dog.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So how do you get around that, Terry?
0: Well, part of the way you want to get around that is really do a lot of checking on the online pharmacy that you are uh, purchasing from. If it is truly a Canadian pharmacy, it needs to have a Canadian address. It needs to have a Canadian telephone number, and you need to and it has to have uh, a province uh, pharmacy number. Um, because the provinces do control the pharmacies and they do issue, I guess it's permits or or certificates or something. Um, and, And that provincial permit number needs to be on the website someplace. If it isn't there, it's not Canadian. And moreover, a legitimate Canadian pharmacy requires you to have a prescription. If somebody is filling your drugs Your prescription drugs, without requiring a prescription, stay away from that service because it's not a service and you might be getting something that's really bogus.
1: Now, there is um, an organization called PharmacyChecker.com and they vet Canadian pharmacies. Yes, very helpful. And you can also find several, you know, legitimate Canadian online pharmacies on our e-guide. To saving money on medicines. It's free. You can find it at peoplespharmacy.com in the e health guide section.
0: Joe, we got an email from Barry who says, I'm an ophthalmologist who's also a glaucoma patient. I think the vast majority of ophthalmologists, eye doctors, are very conscious of the often exorbitant costs of eye medicines. We try to find affordable options, but it doesn't always work out. The generic might not be effective for a particular patient, or it may cause unacceptable side effects. The risk of blindness from inadequate treatment of glaucoma has to be weighed against the higher cost of newer brand-name drugs. And Medicare law prohibits the use of coupons and other cost-saving programs for recipients of Medicare benefits. Most glaucoma patients are in that age group. Allowing easy access to Canadian sources or requiring companies to sell drugs for the same amount as other countries would really be a great help. And he's talking specifically about glaucoma medicines, but it could apply in other areas as well.
1: Absolutely. And those eye drops, those eye medicines can be incredibly expensive. Let's go to Andrew in Double Oak, Texas. Welcome to the People's Pharmacy, Andrew.
3: Hi, hello. What's up? Hey, um, so I have a type 2 bipolar depression, and um, I was paying... I couldn't actually afford it when I was on Obamacare. So I was on the generic, generic brand of the Motrin, uh, which you know ended up start not helping out, and I needed to be on the extended release throughout the day. Um, but I couldn't afford it. But so I was just on the regular dosage, and you know I really struggled throughout the day being able to function. Um, so I'd have withdrawals from the pills because it wasn't extended release. It wasn't until my went with my wife, since she went started working at Amazon. And we got Blue Cross Blue Shield. I was able to finally afford the medication I need. Now it's only, you know, $20 copay. You know, my quality of life has changed because, you know, I'm able to function properly.
0: Well, Andrew, thanks so much for pointing out to us that quality of life really does depend frequently on getting adequate and appropriate medication.
1: Well, it it's not just mental health and that is really important as Andrew points out, but think about someone with diabetes who may not be able to afford his or her insulin. That's life and death. Yes, and, it is. And people have died because they couldn't afford their insulin. And you know, you can't just take insulin every third day. It it's it's got to be every day. Where to next, Terry?
0: Well, I think let's go to Forest, Virginia. Uh, Heather, welcome to the People's Pharmacy. Tell us about your comment.
6: Thank you. Um, I have a severe mental health diagnosis and have not been working for a long time. I benefit from expanded Medicaid and my medication, which is a tier four drug and costs $1,300 a month. That's just one of the medications that I'm on. Um, is not a medication, of course, that would be covered if I were on private insurance or purchasing on the exchange. So my concern is, you know, what do I do? Can I negotiate a much better price with a pharmaceutical company? It just doesn't seem beneficial for me to go back to work and try and cover it on my own. I just won't be able to make ends work.
0: That is an interesting dilemma, Heather. You're feeling well enough to work because of the medication, but once you start to work, you won't be able to afford the medication. That is a big problem. Yes, do get in touch with the pharmaceutical company that makes it. See if you can uh, negotiate some kind of support that will be lasting once you actually do have a job.
1: There are programs that will help pretty substantially from the pharmaceutical industry, and it's definitely worth checking with them to see if they'll cover it, given the fact that you are on Medicaid. 888-472-3366 is the number to call if you'd like to join the conversation. You can also email us, Pharmacy People, it's Pharmacy Radio. Radio at at, People's Pharmacy. pharmacy. And Uh, I
0: have not been checking it closely, so I'll need to take a look and see. Um, We did promise that we would talk about Canada, and we've done that. We also promised that we would talk about Civica RX, and we haven't done that yet. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about this very interesting venture that uh, Intermountain Health and a few other big healthcare systems came up with a couple of years ago. Well, what's so fascinating
1: about Civica RX is, you know, first of all, we have this terrible drug shortage problem in this country. I mean, there are there are literally dozens, scores, perhaps even hundreds of medications that are in short supply. Some of them really important medications, for example, for cancer. Tell me why. Well, it's complicated. At least that's what we keep hearing. Uh, part of it is because there's been consolidation, especially in the generic drug industry. And so a company may just stop making the medication. We also had that problem. Do you remember a while back... Uh, I think his name was, and uh, what they did is they they bought up off-patent drugs, had no competition, and then raised the price dramatically, and then they got into a lot of trouble. Uh, Mylan got into some trouble with EpiPen. Uh, there have been questions about price fixing in the generic marketplace, but the bottom line is a lot of drugs are unavailable right now because nobody's making them. So along comes Civic RX. They've teamed up with Blue Cross Blue Shield and eighteen of its member organizations, and the plan is that they are going to start selling generic drugs under, for example, a state's own label. They may, you know, work with California, for example.
0: Oh well, at this point. Um I think they 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 put Civica together about 2 years ago and they are providing a few injectable drugs to the hospitals in the Civica RX organization. I think there's about 1200 hospitals in that organization. But now they're talking about with this Blue Cross Blue Shield partnership they would be able to provide generic drugs to other Um, organizations as well. And as you say, it was aimed at preventing shortages, but I think they also are looking at quality and price. And let us go to Cooperstown, New York. Dr. Marianne, welcome to the People's Pharmacy. What's up? Hello. Yes. Hi. Your thoughts.
1: Go ahead, please.
7: I'm concerned about the ethics of medical advertising um, on television, and also, frankly, your sponsorship, uh, you allude to a manufacturer of medicines which support brain and heart health. Um, I want to know what the evidence for that is. A prime example is Prevagen, which was advertised on television and still is as a uh, improving uh, the symptoms of dementia and Alzheimer's disease, then the FDA got after them. And they have to say now more pharmacists recommend this rather than saying <laughs> more physicians recommend this. Yeah. But look, you guys are doing the same thing. Your sponsorship is by is from a company that's uh, supporting, um, allegedly supporting brain and heart health. Okay. You don't have any evidence for that, for
0: um, company,
7: actually. But for any other supplement?
0: Actually, Dr. Marianne, there there is a significant body of evidence on the cocoa flavanols. A lot of it was, but not all of it, by any means, was actually um, underwritten by Mars, which is the company behind Cocovia. But they have really. Kind of done their homework on uh, providing the scientific placebo-controlled trials, and I'll be glad to provide you with with uh, some of that uh, data if you are interested. Yeah, in
1: fact, Dr. Marion, I would encourage you to go to PubMed, the National
0: Medical Library, and put into your search cocoa flavonols and, and will... cognitive, and you will. Just a lot of studies on um, whether or not it supports um, cognitive function. Now, not every study shows, you know, that it's fabulous, but most of them do show a, a benefit.
1: You will be surprised at how much science there really is, as opposed to some of those other drugs that you mentioned. And by the way, we completely agree with you when it comes to prescription drug advertising on television. We think it costs the consumers Outrageous amounts of money And aren't you getting sick and tired Of of listening and watching All those commercials Like that turkey, for example Who's always advertising A (laughs) stop smoking drug Well, Terry, we are just about out of time We
0: are running out of time Very quickly Lynn Siegel produced today's show Pamela Alberta provided technical assistance Al Wadarski engineered Dave Graydon edited the interview With Lisa Gill who is a health and medicine reporter for Consumer Reports.
1: The People's Pharmacy is produced at the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. The People's Pharmacy theme music is by B.J. Lederman. To order today's show, you can call 800-732-2334. Today's show is 1,197. That number again, 800-732-2334. Online at peoplespharmacy.com.
0: And when you go to... Uh, People'sPharmacy.com. You can access our free guide to saving money on medicine. Sign up for our free online newsletter and uh, subscribe to the free podcast of the show. You can also tell us what
1: you think about the show and share your experience with the cost of pharmaceuticals. You can also, um, you know, just tell us what you think about advertising on television and whether you think it's justified. And tell us if you've had any experience. Shopping for Medicines in Canada. We'd like to know a little bit more about your experience. In Durham, North Carolina, I'm Joe Graydon. And
0: I'm Terry Graydon. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us again next week. Thank you for listening to the People's Pharmacy Podcast. It's an honor and a pleasure to bring you our award-winning program week in and week out. But producing and distributing this show as a free podcast takes time and costs money. If you like what we do and you'd like
1: to help us continue to produce high-quality, independent healthcare journalism, please consider chipping in.